Welcome to the Eleven Dubcast. Yay! We are back. I'm still I'm still personally basking in the glow of the national championship. I don't know about you, but I feel like this is a topic I would like to talk about, you know, for the next six or seven months, at least for the foreseeable future. That's how I feel about it. I don't know. That glow can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Um I mean there are other things that there is you know, Ohio State does dabble in other sports, or so I've been told. Nah. And you know, I feel that those kind of sports they they do deserve uh, to have a little bit of attention thrown their way. I'm not I'm not hating on that at all, but it, it is nice just to remind ourselves how great things are to be an Ohio State football fan. Before we get into the the other sports where it's not so great to be an Ohio State football fan, but still pretty it's okay it's okay. I don't want to hate on basketball too much. It's it's not awesome as it has been at times in the past, but it's not like been terrible. Yeah, it's um. It actually looks like it might be starting to come together and gel a little bit. Uh, a little bit, yeah, right? Like, it, it's starting to look a little okay, a little good. I mean, you've got one really awesome player and, and a bunch of guys who are, like, decent. And then one guy who is god-awful but apparently isn't really playing much anymore, so that's <laughs> nice. You know, so it's it's going all right. And just before we get into the uh, the Ohio State stuff, the Ohio State basketball stuff, to be specific, I just want to give thanks to the football team and everything, you know, carry it from last week. And, and, of course, thank our good friend Matt Finkus for coming on during football season. We won't be seeing him during basketball season, which kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, we'll about that. But that does leave us time to, you know, ramble and make fart jokes and, and talk about recruiting and basketball. Yeah. And I know recruiting is going to be the big one. And we actually, we've, we've got a really interesting couple of weeks lined up for you guys. We're definitely going to have our uh, Lord of Whispers on to talk about recruits and, and how that's going with Ohio State. Kind of a different year. We're not, like, really sitting on pins and needles, I think, for too many recruits right now. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But I guess the first thing that I want to ask you, Michael, just, how do you feel about the basketball team? D'Angelo Russell is obviously the truth. How do you feel about the rest of the team going forward? Well, it's, it's weird because it's one of those teams that's really talented but can't seem to kind of put it all together yet. Um, right. Mark, <clears throat> Mark Loving is just a sophomore, and sometimes it's easier to forget that. He's... Um, He's a guy that needs to be on his game, I think, for this team to go as far as it can go. I think Shannon Scott's another guy who needs to be on his game, and he's a senior. He should be leading this team. I just feel like there's a little bit of a leadership void uh, without Aaron Kraft on the club. Um, yeah. Sam That's Thompson uh, Thompson is, is, I think, the same guy he's been for the last two years where he'll go off some games and other games you kind of don't even notice he's there, but he's just a freak athlete. Um, right. It's it's hard to say what this team is capable of right now. They they look like a middle of the table Big Ten team to possibly as good as third in the Big Ten, maybe uh, right. somewhere in that range. And we'll see how it shakes out down the stretch. They still got a lot of tough games left. They do, and and you know they just had their first like maybe what you could say a decent win would be right. Like they they've had some close calls against good competition, but you know, granted, Indiana is. Definitely not the Indiana that I think Tom Crane would hope they would have been by this point in his tenure. Mm-hmm. But they're still a decent team. They're not bad. They're they're probably a top fifty team overall. Yeah, they're solid. And, and, and I think they yeah. uh, the Buckeyes had a chance to sweep them. They you know they beat them at home and uh, at Indiana. They lost by three on a night where they shot like two of like twenty four from three point range. Right. Yeah. So it's like okay, if on, on any kind of a even a little bit subnormal night shooting threes, you're winning that game easily. 
but when you shoot that horribly, it's just not going to happen. No, and and that's the thing. I mean, it really does seem to be. I mean, the defense obviously t- has taken a long time to gel. We talk about like the zone and and playing, you know, man to man, all that stuff, and everybody's you know real like, you know, we we got to change the defense up, and it really. Yeah, the defense obviously needed to play better, but when you have a an offense that's as streaky and inconsistent and that lacks an inside presence like this team does, I don't know. I mean, you could play amazing defense, but you're going to end up with what we kind of saw last year, right, where you've got a great team defense and then basically no idea what to do on offense. Like, you have to figure out how to score points on the game of basketball. Uh-huh. Luckily, we have a guy named D'Angelo Russell who can drop in 30 and a night. He knows how to do and that. I'm, he knows how to score points. Yeah, he's really good at that, and, and it's really, I mean, he's going to get his money, right? Like, he's not going to stick around for another year, and, and nor should he, right? Like, the dude deserves to get paid, should get paid. Should be a lottery pick. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, is that, you know, I don't know, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't know exactly what's going to happen, you know, or what would happen if he had an off night. Now, granted, there really hasn't been that many of those, right? Right. But you really would like to see someone step up as a second scoring option. Mark Loving has been good, uh, and and you're right. I think it is important to point out that he isn't one of those one and done guys. He's still just a sophomore, still developing. But beyond him, you're like, man, I have no idea what this is going to look like, <laughs> and that's that's not really a good sign. So I, I think as that comes together, as Thad Mata begins to figure that out, the team will look, I think, considerably better. And it is because of the offensive side. I don't want to discount. Uh, that fact, because I think a lot of people, especially here when we were used to Aaron Kraft and, and some other guys just being amazing defenders, you know, David Lighty, we forget how incredibly important like guys putting up buckets are. And, and maybe this is the season where we don't focus that much on defense and where you just try to outscore some teams if we can. Yeah, I mean, the team still has some holes on defense when it went from the, the zone to the to man-to-man. But the thing that you do get with the man-to-man is you get to use all of Sam Thompson's ability. You get to use Shannon Scott and his ability to harass the you know the ball handler, and right. it creates turnovers. Turnovers lead to easy buckets. So, you know, even though they're still giving up some easy baskets at the rim in the man-to-man defense as opposed to you know zone, they're at least getting something out of the man-to-man that they weren't getting out of the zone, and that's those transition baskets. Yeah, and that and that's really big because it's still a really athletic team. With that said. Uh, there is one guy who you would expect to be super athletic and, and really isn't kind of being as athletic as you would expect. Uh, Amir Williams has not sniffed the court very much recently. Uh, what say you, Michael, about this incredible development? <laughs> well, you know, Thad said something about him having a swollen knee a few days ago. And, you know, it's like it's like the chicken or the egg thing is like, does he suck because of the knee, or did he hurt his knee because he just sucks so bad? I mean, yeah, Amir uh, is one of those guys who, and, and Ramsey said this, I think it was Ramsey, um, he said, Amir is a big dude who plays basketball because he's a big dude, and he just doesn't look like he's having any fun or enjoys it at all. And I think that's yeah, accurate. Like you that. never see Amir, right. you never see Amir, you know, with a smile on his face or looking... Like he has any kind of emotion at all. He's just kind of robot, you know, blank look on his face kind of thing. And right, it's which just, isn't in and of itself terrible, but it's important that he doesn't play with any like passion right. or like, he doesn't seem like he actually wants to play the game of right. basketball. Like compare the, him to Jay Sean Tate, for example. Jay Sean right. Tate on the basketball court, he wants to be there. 
he's excited. Yeah. You know, he's he's doing what he loves to do, and you can tell. I mean, he's he's not the best shooting guy in the world, and he doesn't have all the skill, but he's just one of those energy guys who goes out there and just does anything he can to make things happen, and he more often than not does that. I mean, the biggest thing, I mean, look, I'm looking at the stats. Amir Williams is hitting <laughs> over 70% of his field goals. Yeah, right? they're all dunks. Yeah, which is fine, though. Again, I don't have a problem with that. My point is, though, is you're, if you're getting dunks and you're able to do it and you're only getting, like, less than seven points a game, you're not even trying. <laughs> like, if you're that big and you, you can do – you can score with that kind of proficiency when the ball is in your hand, but you only get less – you're getting less than seven points a game, 6.9 points a game, you clearly don't give a crap well, you about said, You said the thing that matters right there. You said the key thing is when you have the ball in your hands. Well – Exactly. He's got frying pan hands, and he can't catch the ball, which is part of the problem. Right. And then the other part of the problem is that he'll let like a six-two dude just you know shoot over him at the you know right sure. at the basket. It's like okay, you're the tall dude; you should be blocking that guy and making him afraid to come in there. Yeah, and and the thing is, you know, you want Amir Williams to be good. I'm not, I you know, I feel bad just bashing on a kid, but it, the larger point to be made here is. I think that Mata is finally coming around to what the fans have been saying for a really long time, which is him in the lineup just isn't going to work. You've got to find something else. And if that means going small ball and just getting beat inside all the time, fine, because at least you're going to have five guys on five as opposed to four on five. Um, and, and he really has been a non-entity when he's in. And that's just not, it's not good basketball. You can't play that way. If that's teams so, have played better small, you know, when they haven't had a dominant inside presence, they've, they certainly yeah, played, they you know, they they played it with uh, with Quentin Ross, and they played it with Deshaun Tom, you know, Thomas. So, right. um, you know, they, they. I mean, they haven't had a choice because of the the personnel. Right. And if you really, I mean, seriously, who was the last? Think about this. Who was the last big inside guy that Ohio State had that could be relied on for defense? Just Sollinger probably is the last one. Well, I don't even know. I mean, Sollinger was he was much more of he was a good rebounder, right? He was a four, but, but he was a pretty good defensive player. Let's not kid yeah. ourselves. He was a, he was a good defender. He wasn't. Right, but I'm he wasn't about, a, like, I'm like a big basher guy. Like to me, you got to go back to Ravenel for that, right? Yeah, like, he was I, a I, solid defender. I wouldn't say he was a great defender, but he was a solid defender for sure. I no, mean, but he I was a guy you could leave out there for extended minutes. No, but I think in terms of like pure size, like they, did, you know, Thadmata just hasn't had that. I mean, Jared Solander is not, you know, he's certainly not a typical, you know, center guy. He's like six nine on his on a good day. Yeah, he's a power so, forward. He can get away with playing the five at the, you know, at the college level. Right. So what I'm saying is, is that I, I just think that you know I agree with you. I, I think small ball really is the way to go for Thadmata in general right now, and has been, and they've had success doing it. So I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad thing or a bad idea to do yeah. or, or a bad thing to try. Um, so I don't know. With that said, I do think that the team has kind of turned a corner a little bit. They've got a tough test coming up though. They got to play Maryland uh, in a couple days. And that's, you know, that's also a really good team. And, and surprisingly, maybe one of the best teams in the conference. I think people weren't quite expecting them to add as much as they have had. Uh, but they've, they've done pretty well. Big Ten, I, I don't think, is, hasn't looked really great uh, this, uh, this season. Not, not super awesome. So there's definitely going to be some, I think, catching up to do. And, and if, you know, Ohio State can turn on the last... I don't know third of here, you know, third of the season here. I think this is the time to do it because it's, the opportunity will be there to make up some ground in the standings. I mean, you got Indiana, Maryland, Wisconsin ahead of you. Uh, you play Wisconsin only uh, once, I believe, the last game of the season. But you know, 
beyond that, you can really kind of bolster your resume. It's at the Cole, I, though, I, isn't I, it? I believe it is. Say again? I believe that's at the Cole Center. Um, I think that's actually at the shot. Is I it think at that's the shot? Only... Did we get lucky this year at scheduling? I think so. I think that's they did, good. which I hate obviously helps out a ton. Yeah. I just don't like so they've yeah, so they've definitely got some uh, some things to make up here, but I think they can do it. And if they continue to again get points, you know, score much, you know, kind of the way they have been, you know, instead of in the fifties and sixties, they can score in the seventies and eighties. That'll be obviously a huge help. So anyway, <clears throat> I you know, you know, I am personally really excited. Uh, I think D'Angelo Russell is going to keep being awesome. I think Mark Loving is starting to turn a quarter and be really good. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm still excited for recruiting. We, we've got some recruiting to talk about. We'll definitely be doing that in a little bit. But now I would like to kind of segue a little bit, if we can, into Ask Us Anything. So, Michael, can you tell the listeners this week how they can ask us anything? Yes, you can ask us anything this week and every week uh, the same way, basically. You can uh, hit us on Twitter. we got 11Dubcast. That's uh, our Twitter handle. It's Spelled out, E-L-E-V-E-N-D-U-B-C-A-S-T. Put that little at symbol in front of it, and that's our Twitter handle. You can tweet us. Yes. Or you can uh, you can hit us up at uh, dubcast at 11warriors.com. That's, that's right. Email. So, yeah, and, and that, to emphasize, you can ask us literally anything. And, and now that we are in the off season, I definitely want to emphasize that you should ask us anything. Mm-hmm. Like, literally anything. <clears throat> So, you know, your firstborn needs a name. you got to decide, you know, what kind of ring to get your wife. Like, those, those are all things that I believe you should be asking strangers on the Internet about. So, please, write in as much as you can. Right. Uh, and speaking of which, do we have any questions this week for Ask Us Anything? Uh, we do not have any questions on for Ask Us Anything on the dubcast. And uh, I have to actually haven't looked at the email, so I should probably do that. <laughs> well, one thing that I want to say, this is, we have I prepared for this situation in the event that we do not have any questions. We have a backup quite. plan. Yeah, I do have a backup plan. And there, uh, there has been a couple of questions that we have skipped over um, by accident that I, I want to make sure that we clean up a little bit. And this, uh, I've, I've got one in the hopper that I've been really – hoping for an opportunity to ask you, Michael. And I know this is one that we got. Uh, we forgot about it about three or four weeks ago. I forgot to remind you, uh, but I'm really excited to ask it because I think it's an excellent question. Okay. Um, all right. So here, here's what I got. Here's what I got. Okay. So, and this is very simple. What is your favorite conspiracy theory? My favorite conspiracy theory? Yes. Um. Football related or otherwise, sports related or otherwise, could be anything. I love those uh, conspiracy theories about um, teams throwing ball games. Yeah, like uh, and you know, or, or that kind of thing. Always, it's like, like they took a dive. Yeah, like like they're, that. The fix is in in like college football or something. You know, it's like okay, <laughs> because you know, it, you can't tell a kid to turn off his competitive side. You know, I mean. And college football is just a weird sport anyway. I, I mean, we've seen a lot of crazy, crazy things happen. Uh, so, yes. that, I mean, that's kind of my favorite thing is when, when people start talking about how, you know, this is all a fix and that was set up and, you know, they want that team to win or this team to win. I just don't think it's – I don't think you can do that without making it look obvious these days. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Now, my, I have a couple of very personal favorite uh, conspiracy theories. I'm going to tell you – 
Let's go with <laughs> I've got a lot. I actually taught a class about this. I am going to go with let's talk about three. Okay, let's do three. Three. Uh, my first, yeah, I got three. I got three big ones that I really, really love. First one is the Denver Airport conspiracy theory. If you have never heard of the Denver Airport conspiracy theory, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to look it up. It's essentially a conspiracy theory that says the Denver Airport, uh, which underwent a renovation in the late 1990s, early 2000s, will be used as a staging area for the New World Order to round up people for the mass genocide that they plan uh, in, I don't know, 20 years or something like that. And the way people know this is because somebody painted a mural that is admittedly very creepy uh, within the Denver airport, and it shows all these crazy war-related things and people with gas masks, and it's it's certifiably nuts. But I just think that's hilarious. You should definitely look up every YouTube video about the Denver airport conspiracy theory. It is très bien. Uh, my second one that I have, I really... Uh, really, really, really like anything to do with moon landing conspiracy theories. I know that's kind of an oldie. Yeah, but yeah I, I like those. Yeah, the reason why I like it so much is because if you think about it, it would almost be more difficult to plan and execute the kind of subterfuge to convince the entire world that we landed on the moon when we really didn't, if you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are hundreds of thousands of people involved in the moon landing. You would have to get all of these people to basically just be full of crap. And then, and then, the United States would have to broadcast this fake moon landing all around the world, where literally hundreds of millions of people were watching, right? Right. Live. And then basically just fool all those people. I actually think that would be more hilarious and awesome than actually landing on the moon. Fooling hundreds of millions of people simultaneously, and then for generations allowing that lie to perpetuate. I think that is hilarious. Well, I, you uh, know, I'm not an astronomy uh, expert by any means, but don't we now have powerful enough telescopes to see the stuff that was left on the moon, supposedly? I have asked myself that same question. I am not positive, and I don't know that I've gotten a definitive answer, but I think the answer is yes. Like, you can theoretically view that, but they left uh, reflector plates on the moon, and you can actually, like, bounce lasers off of it and get statistics from. So I think that's more of, that's the bigger um, proof. Uh, the third one, though, this is my personal favorite thing of all time. All right. I, this is my favorite video on the Internet. What you need to do is go on YouTube, search Rainbow Sprinkler Conspiracy. Okay. I, Rainbow Sprinkler Conspiracy. There is a woman in California who convinced herself that the ionized salts in the air that the government was dropping from airplanes was causing rainbows to appear in her sprinkler. (laughs) (laughs) And it is incredible because it's like three minutes of her just saying, we all know this didn't happen 20 years ago. It's definitely not natural. And then she's like, what is oozing out of our ground? And she's like, basically presents herself as this crazy Walter Cronkite, except instead of reporting on people dying in Vietnam, she is reporting on a natural phenomenon as it occurred since, light and water interacted. Mm. So okay. <laughs> so I highly recommend that everybody goes and look those up. That, that is, it's, it's so good. Those are it's some so good conspiracy theories. I also I, always uh, get a kick out of the people that simultaneously think George Bush was an idiot, but yet he masterminded the 9-11 attacks. Yeah, but it was it was all it was all a ruse, Michael, and we were all taken in. So yeah. anyway, that is uh, that is ask us anything. We only got one big question for you, but I really like that question. I was glad I was just sitting on it, just waiting. Uh, but again, you can 
always email us. Uh, please hit us up on Twitter either way, and we'd love to answer your questions. I think actually we might have one more. I'm not sure if we did this one last week from Mark Lennon, okay. the Dontre Wilson. Let's do it real quick. Let's hit it. Dontre Wilson. He goes, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on Dontre Wilson, where you see his career at Ohio State going from here. I realize- we did talk about this a little bit, but i got to tell you something, Michael. Uh, I was thinking about this, actually, because I was looking at highlights and whatnot. Um, I don't know. Do you think he has a role next season? I, of course, think he like has a role. role. Yeah, I do think he has a role. I think, first of all, um, he's just a sophomore, right? Yeah. And I think he's – I mean, he's a skilled guy. The guys uh, – the, the coaching staff seems to like him. He is uh, – they've been getting him on the field since he was a freshman. Uh, so I think he's definitely got a role. What that role is, I don't know, because obviously Jalen Marshall has uh, stepped up and, and performed quite well. But uh, you have to remember, you know, Evan Spencer and uh, and, and Devin Smith have, are graduated and they're going to be gone, so there's going to be more uh, need for receivers. Uh, we'll see what how Dontre comes back from his injury and uh, what he's got in the tank. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think he's too talented to be off the field, but it's going to be interesting to see how that – Evolves of the offseason. A lot of a lot of guys for spring ball who are opening up windows for other dudes. So that'll that'll be cool to watch. So anyway, thanks again. Ask us anything, and uh, we look forward to your questions next week. All right, joining us tonight, a very special guest is uh, Denzel Ward, uh, a cornerback from Macedonia, Ohio. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? We are doing great. I have a lot of questions to ask you because I mean we're really getting down to crunch time, right? Like we are getting right down to near signing day. Uh, you're obviously pretty solid, I think, Ohio State. But one of the things that I'm, I'm really uh, curious about is the camp experience, because I think that was really what helped you kind of land that. And what is that? So when a, when a player goes to camp, right, when, when you guys are doing those, what do you think the coaches are kind of looking for uh, when you go there? I feel they're looking for definitely your effort. I feel they're looking for, like, being the first in line and just, like I said, your effort and just running around and just playing, playing, playing and having fun. Sweet, and Denzel, I uh, you've been you know committed for a while, and as to how other colleges treat uh, guys that are committed uh, to a school, they still come after you. Uh, what you know, what kind of what kind of calls and, and letters do you get from schools after you've already committed? Uh, I haven't really been getting too too many calls, but I, I have been getting some letters, and they just talking about um, talking about their schools and say how they're interested, or, or for the most part. So you know, cornerbacks obviously a really really important position, and especially Ohio State where it, it, it's got a lot of scrutiny. Um, what do you think you bring to that position, and how do you think you'll help out the Buckeyes in the future? Uh, I feel I like, I feel I like bring definitely speed and athleticism to Ohio State. And I feel help uh, I help build some what they already have with their speed, athleticism, their physicality. And you played uh, cornerback, uh, and, and you know, with, but you have pretty good size, five eleven. Is there any talk about uh, staying at cornerback as opposed to moving to safety or anything like that? Have you had those discussions with the coaching staff? Oh uh, yeah, Coach Combs. He said he wants to keep me a corner, though. He, he likes me a corner. <laughs> <laughs> How is? By the way, what is it like being recruited by him? Like I, I gotta imagine that's gotta be intense. Yeah, it's, it's great. Coach Combs is a great coach. Uh, we we talk on the phone every week. He, he's just real intense. We just talk about the season and talking about coming down here and just getting prepared for to be an Ohio State Buckeye. Now we got your uh, your commitment story went up on Eleven Warriors back on June nineteenth, so that's been a while. 
we've got all your you know your junior highlights and stuff in here but maybe a lot of people don't know what happened during your senior year what, what you know how did that go our senior year went quite well uh we we went 14 and 1 we lost in the state championship though to LaSalle. they're a good team in the state championship but for the most part we had we had a pretty good season that's great. Um, so going forward, have you have you had much contact with the other recruits in your class? Yeah, I talked to Joshua Norwood a lot. Um, we we text. I actually talked to him yesterday. We just text, see how each other's how each other's day going, and just talk about the season coming up and going down to Ohio State, getting ready to play. Do you think this is this is kind of a weird question, maybe? But you know, I'm a high school teacher, right? Like I'm not <laughs> like. And one of the things that I was talking about with some of my coworkers today is like I'm 30 almost like I'll be 30 in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, I graduated in 2003. I had a cell phone, but it was 25 cents a text. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I mean, is it like a constant thing where, where people are constantly like trying to get a hold of you, talking to you, texting you, seeing you Snapchat, Instagram, all that stuff? Like, is that, is it like all the time or is it not as crazy as I'm thinking? Um, kind of, it's not like too hectic or whatever. A little bit. Interesting. Yeah, because that's, I mean, to me, like, I feel like I'm kind of a private person. I know that, like, not every recruit's the same. So I just think, like, I get the, we've talked to a couple other guys, and, and sometimes it seems like some guys appreciate the attention and they think it's mm-hmm. cool, and other guys are like, man, I just want to recruit and have this done with. Yeah. Now, Denzel, uh, what was it about Ohio State that really sold you as the, the place to go? Uh, definitely the coaching staff. I like Coach Meyer and Coach Combs, definitely. They got a lot of enthusiasm. And then when they showed me the facility, that just topped it off right there. They got uh, a <laughs> great, great facility. And just talking to yeah. them just helped me co- help me be comfortable and coming down to Ohio State. That's great. I actually wanted to ask about that, too. I mean, wh- what about – like, I'm sure you took visits elsewhere. What about Ohio State's facilities kind of set them above other colleges and, and – you know how uh, you know, like how does that happen? Like, what is the whole process where they show you around and whatnot? Yeah, I, I feel like first, like their coach, they put everything into. They care about the little things and all the little details that I feel most teams may not pay much attention to. I feel like a lot of details and just you could just tell the difference between their school and another school. It's interesting. Speaking of school, uh, have you decided yet what you're going to major in? Oh, uh, I'm thinking about going and major in business. Nice. Yeah, that's, good. <laughs> that's solid. That's good. Yeah, that is solid. That, especially at Ohio State, that's a that's a really good choice. Yeah, um, so obviously, I imagine you were following the team. Did you get a chance to come up at all for like games or things like that? Oh uh, yeah, I went to the Ohio State Cincinnati game. Oh nice. So and, did we. And, <laughs> yeah, we we both did. Uh, that was that was pretty crazy. How'd you feel about that, by the way? Uh, it, it's just a great atmosphere and watching the game. I enjoyed it a lot. And being around that yeah. scenery. Yeah, and it, it can't hurt too much to uh, have seen uh, Ohio State win a national championship this year. Yeah, I know. That that was definitely exciting knowing I'll be playing for a national championship team and a high-caliber team. Do you think that plays into a lot of guys' decisions where, you know, they're like to win the championship really is, the uh, you know, kind of the ultimate? Yeah, I feel that would definitely be a factor in that. All right, what about the school? Uh, like, I'm sure they took you around the school. What what kind of impressed you about Ohio State as a campus? As a campus? Oh, it's a big campus. I, I like a big campus. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a great campus life. So I, I feel like I'll enjoy that. Yeah, it's it's 
<laughs> as someone who graduated from there, I can tell you it's, it's definitely uh, it's it's different than a lot of other places. It's, it's pretty great. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess uh, one of the other things that I want to ask you is, um, and this is this is just kind of one of the last things here, but as far as Ohio State goes in the future, let's say, um, let's say in the future Ohio State, you get there, you get to campus, Ohio State is really successful and whatnot. Does the NFL enter into your guys' thoughts? I mean, I know you're still in high school. I know that's, you know, way off in the future, but, like, how much of an impact does that have on uh, a recruit or somebody like yourself uh, who wants to go to a, a college? And do you look at, like, all those people from Ohio State or the NFL, or does that not really matter yeah, to that, you that much? That, that has a big factor in why I picked Ohio State and why I wanted to go there. Because, like, I talked to Coach Combs. Coach Combs sent a lot of the cornerbacks to the league, like Bradley Roby, and much right. others, and I, I just feel like Ohio State is a great place for a quarterback to um, play football at, and who has future goals to play in the NFL. That's awesome. Well, we really appreciate you coming on and, and talking with us. It's it's really good talking to you. I know this is like a really crazy time in your life, Thank uh, you. but we appreciate it, and uh, we hope to hear from you in the future. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, joining us tonight is Alex Stump, six four wide receiver from Lakewood, Ohio. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? We are doing pretty well. Uh, we are getting really excited for the end of recruiting season. I think everybody kind of gets into panic mode around this time of year. Um, but I think we're in slightly less of panic mode now that you have joined the class and, and some other people are there. Um, so we've got, a, we've got a lot of questions for you. And the first one that I really want to ask is, how is you know recruiting season kind of winding down for you? Is it stressful or are people still trying to get a hold of you? Or is it just kind of chill now that you've kind of made your decision? Uh, no, it's for me, it's pretty chill. Um, you know, after I commit to Ohio State, I kind of stopped my recruiting. Um, this is the place I want to be. So for me, it's it's kind of, you know, just for me, go out and recruiting other other uh, people that, you know, that coaches want and that, you know, I think are a good fit at Ohio State. So for me, you know, it's chill. Um, and it's a fun time for me and, and my family. Alex, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, we, we got the story in October that you had uh, committed to Ohio State. You had formerly committed to Kentucky. Uh, tell us about a little bit about the process of, of you know flipping your commitment to to Ohio State and what was you know went into that decision. Right. Well, um, after I received the Ohio State offer, um, a lot lot of lot of thinking to do. Um, you know, I I spent a lot of time just kind of just, just thinking about it, and but I mean, in my heart, you know, going up an Ohio State fan, you know, watching almost every single game um, since I can even remember. Um, the decision was always, you know, always in my heart, you know, to go to Ohio State and to get that chance. It was a dream come true, like I said. So, I mean, it was hard, you know, part ways with the, with Kentucky. Um, great guys down there, good, great coaching staff. But I mean, it doesn't get any better than Ohio State. So, it, it was an easy, easy decision, I guess, in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I don't know that any kid in Ohio would ever, you know, fault you for making that choice. Exactly. <laughs> right. Hey, Alex. Well, while I, while we're on that subject, though, I know that. Um, well, some fans can be a little uh, less than nice to to kids who do that. Uh, did you see a lot of nastiness after that happened from the the Big Blue Nation, or or was it okay? I mean, there's always there, there's some there's always some of those people, but I mean, I was more focused on on the positive and, and the excitement of of committing to Ohio State than really reading into people's comments. Um, I mean, I'm not one to really read you know read that that type of stuff. So, I mean, I guess there was some you know I guess. People came up to me, you know, were talking about it more than I actually knew. Um, but I mean, for the most part, you know, they're they're pretty um, they're pretty good about it. That's good, sweet. 
Well, so another thing that I want to ask you is, what is your relationship like with the Ohio State staff? And, you know, who have you really been kind of talking to the most, you know, since you've been, you know, uh, been recruited and then committed to Ohio State? Uh, Throughout, it was Coach Drayton. Um, He kind of got in touch with me last spring, um, formed a relationship, you know, with him. Uh, But going forward, it's been Coach Smith. I'm talking to Coach Smith a lot. You know, I spent a lot of time with him um, on my official visit. So that was good, you know, getting a relationship with, you know, my my, uh, position coach going forward. Um, Also, you know, there's Coach Meyer, who, you know, I talk to um, periodically. But for the most part, it's Coach Drayton and Coach Smith. Yeah, Alex, uh, I'm sure you watched, um, you know, as Ohio State made their run to the to the national championship. And one of the players that really came on uh, throughout his career and, and didn't have a lot of catches, but he did all the little things right, and that was Evan Spencer. Did you take right. uh, a lesson from watching Evan Spencer and do all the things uh, that a receiver needs to do other than just make plays uh, catching the ball? Right. It's definitely something that I, I noticed because I, I, I tried him out on my game like that. Um, you know, being a complete receiver, you have to be able to block and you have to be able to do little things. Um, I know, you know, I noticed it probably early, early on in the season, um, just watching games that, you know, he always did the little stuff. And, um, me and my dad would tell me, you know, you know, watch him, you know, watch him, see what he does. You know, he does it right. Um, so someone like that who, who does everything, it's, it's definitely something to look up to and, and model the game out there. Well, so speaking of your game, I mean, you're a pretty big dude. What do you think you What do you think you excel at on the field? Like, what do you think's your kind of like skill set, and, and what do you really do well? Uh, I like spreading the field. Um, I guess you know my favorite my favorite uh, part of the game is definitely a deep ball. But I feel a little bit of everything. You know, I don't I don't think there's one thing that um, sets me apart. I think it's about you know like my whole game as a whole. Um, you know, I I enjoy blocking. Uh, I feel like, you know, I can make almost any catch with my hands. So um, I guess it's my whole game I, I take pride in. What, about, what are some of the guys who sort of you've taken, you know, um, some of their game and, and tried to make it your own? Who are, who are the guys that kind of influenced you? Talking about like like pros? Yeah, like players that you've watched and admired and, and, and tried to emulate. Uh, someone who I love and, and watch is uh, Jordy Nelson. Um, you know, I feel like same stature as him uh, for the most part, and you know his game. And um, I watch him almost every week, so it's, it's something I definitely model my game after, and and hopefully, you know, one day get to be as good as him. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's <laughs> not a bad person I think to look up to, especially this season. Right. Um, so <laughs> the other thing that I want to talk about, I mean, Ohio State's, you know, I, obviously you follow them. Ohio State's wide receiving core was something that Urban Meyer had talked about for a long time. It had disappointed them, and this year they they have made great strides. They've done really well. Uh, are you excited? Like, how exciting is it to be a part of that group that is just gonna like? They really seem like they're going way high for their trajectory. Like they're doing really really well now. Right. Um, it's got it feels like there's a lot of momentum, right? So, it, how exciting is it to join that kind of uh, environment? It's really exciting. I mean, going into a group that's you know, kind of made a name for themselves now, and, and the competition's only going to get better. Um, so it's something to look forward to and, you know, definitely prepare for because, you know, it's, it's the best of the best. And, um, you know, I never shy away from competition, but that's what it's going to be now for, for years to come is, is a lot of competition there at, at that position. Alex, how many uh, visits did you make to Ohio State? Did you get to some games at least, uh, hopefully, this year? Yeah, I went to the uh, the team up, game of Team Up North 
Um, <laughs> I, like, I like I like that you've already got that down. That is really good. <laughs> That'll save you some push-ups. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I went to that game. Um, but, you know, our team, we played – St. Ed played on Saturdays. So it was tough to get down, down to games. So that was a game that, uh, since I was hurt, we had a night game. So I was able to uh, go down and watch that game. Um, and then go up and and, uh, and watch our playoff game. That's excellent. Well, I'm glad you're able to do that. What what about uh, the facilities or the or the school in general impressed you the most when you're able to get down here and check things out? It's definitely top notch. You know, I I, I saw some other campuses um, um, during my recruiting, and it's definitely top notch. And it's up there with the best. So I mean, that's it's definitely something to look forward to. And and uh, you know, it, it's we're, we're fortunate to have that stuff. And I mean, being at Ohio State. You, you know, we deserve it. You know, you wouldn't think anything less of it. Alex, uh, are there other uh, recruits out there that are Ohio State commits that you've been uh, talking to on the phone and, and have gotten close to? And, and are, is there anyone out there that you're out there recruiting for Ohio State? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty close to, you know, a lot of the recruits. A lot of uh, the recruits, uh, I would say, you know, like Draymond Jones, Spring Nation, I, I took my official with him. I'm pretty close to him, uh, Jerome Baker. I got pretty close to Jerome. Um, and then some of the other guys, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely took on the, uh, the recruiting role, especially after I committed, you know, talking to guys, you know, uh, the coaches would, you know, tell me, Hey, talk to this guy, talk to this guy. So, um, right now, not really. Cause I mean, there's only a few spots left and that, that's kind of the coaches that's up to them. Um, uh, but before, yeah, I, I kind of, uh, you know, wanted to be uh, involved in the recruiting. So here's the thing. All right. So I'm, you know, I, I mentioned this, uh, to uh, to Denzel Ward, we just talked about him or talked to him, and so I'm Ohio State. Te- I'm a teacher in Columbus. I just had a student who actually just got accepted to Ohio State. Um, she's extremely excited. Just you know, she's obviously not playing football, but she's pumped just to be on campus. For you, what non-football thing, what non-football aspect are you most excited about? You know, seeing on campus, doing on campus, you know, being in Columbus. Hmm. You know, I guess, huh. <laughs> Sorry, that's kind of a weird question because I, really, I know it's such a big part of what you're doing. But you know, right. as, as a pure like student perspective, what do you uh, what do you think about campus would be interesting? I mean, I guess going to the basketball games and uh, you know enjoying that atmosphere while I'm not you know because you know playing football, you don't really get to uh, have the fan aspect. Um, so, you know, having a, a, a top notch basketball program and going to watch those games would would top my list. Yeah, I think that's I think that's an excellent answer on your part. That that is something you should definitely check out, uh, and hopefully in the next couple of years we'll really kind of bump that up. So, right. um, Alex, seriously, thank you so much for coming on again. I know you're super busy and got a lot going on right now, but it's it's really cool being able to talk to you guys who are coming in, and we appreciate it. Of course, you know, anytime. I appreciate it. All right, uh, that that is the eleven dubcast. We kept it short and sweet this time. It'll be a little longer next time. We'll we'll see if we can get our uh, you know Lord of Whispers here. Lord uh, of Whispers. Lord of Whispers. That's right. That's that's the musical sting that we need for him uh, in this podcast. I think. Anyway, thanks again to Alex Stump. That, excellent. Like I I am always so impressed by these guys who come on and talk to us. Like we get a lot of really you know eloquent smart kids on who, who talk about the recruitment. Alex Stump, Denzel Ward, thank you guys so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, um, they were great. You guys were both great. Um, short, to the point, I like direct people. I like it when you answer questions directly, you know, no him and hum. That was that was just good. That was good stuff. Those guys are, are both, uh, you know, pretty adept at it. And I want to tell you something. If I were 17, 18, 
I would not have gone as well. No, so, no, I would have been yeah. a mess. Yeah, so I'm impressed. Uh, so anyway, Michael, we we do have the closing question. Here's the thing, though. I've decided to be a little bit a little bit of a jerk. I got a, a well, <laughs> slightly more jerkish than I normally am. How about that? Oh Jesus. Yes. So from Red Letter Press Incorporated in Saddle River, New Jersey, they decided to make a stocking stumpers for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I got two of these. And I've got five questions for you about Ohio State, about the Ohio State University. Five questions. Five questions about the Ohio State University. We know going in that these are called stocking stumpers, so plus with my Swiss cheese memory, there's very little chance that I'm getting any of these right, is what we're saying. Well, we'll see. We shall see. They, They range in difficulty from incredibly easy to very hard uh so i think that you should be able to get at least a couple of these now here here is essentially my um this is my conceit this is what i'm going for here okay if you, if you can get three out of five okay mm-hmm. you will win I'll next win. week prize okay of my choosing <laughs> and I, I will i will tell you what it is next week if you lose you'll get a punishment uh, again of my choosing okay uh, and maybe next week you can turn the tables if you feel the punishment might be a little too harsh. But what I'm saying is, Michael, is that there are some dire straits here. You, you really need to do well. So we got three out of five. You got to get correct. I've got five here, and, and I'll, you know, again, the first one not going to be super hard. So let's 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 do this one here. All right, I'm not uh, committing okay. to anything here, by the way. <laughs> yes, you are. The, the, the dubcast is legally binding. Okay, so first one's pretty easy. What Ohio State alum became the first ever sponsored African American athlete when he wore when he wore Adidas shoes for the 1936 Olympics in Berlin? Well, that would be Jesse Owens. Correct. That is Jesse Owens, and that is a fact I did not know about the Buckeye Bullet. Jesse Owens was the first sponsored African American athlete. How about that? I did not know that either. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But unless there was uh, another uh, Buckeye at those Olympics, and there might have been, there probably was. I would yeah. I would I would not have known any other one from 1936. Yeah, I didn't want to be uh, I didn't want to be too big of a jerk. I figured, you know, go with the obvious one. All right, this one's slightly more difficult, but I'm pretty sure you know it. So in 1961, the Buckeyes went undefeated and were voted national champions because that's what they tended to do before, you know, the bowl season, which makes no sense, but sure. Uh, but they declined an invitation to the Rose Bowl. Why did they do this? Uh, if memory serves, uh, this was an academic issue where they thought that football was becoming too big. And too important, uh, and so the, uh, the the leadership there at the school said, "Now nah, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna stay home and, and not go to the ball game." That is correct. That is exactly right, and uh, that is one of the weirder reasons I think anyone has ever declined a bowl invitation. Can you if imagine anyone that else... nowadays? Oh my God, people would die. People would literally die in the streets. Like that would be like they would have helicopter circling. People coming in with news trucks, like that would be bad. That would be hilarious as if you won your semifinal, your national semifinal, and you went, yeah, we're not playing the championship game. Screw that. (laughs) We've accomplished all we set out to do. That's right. Uh, Okay, so next one here. This one might stump you a little bit. I I I was kind of easy on you in the first two. Uh, So Ohio State has played in the Rose Bowl 14 times. Which is not surprising, considering that was like you know basically the only bowl available to them for a long time. But what bowl have they appeared in the second most amount of times? Second most amount of times behind the yes. Rose Bowl. Yes. Um, let's see. I would say I got two in my mind, and I'll probably guess the wrong one. Actually, they're probably they're probably both wrong. 
Uh, you can I'm, only pick one. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Fiesta. Oh my God, you nailed it! It is the Fiesta Bowl. They have played the festival Fiesta Bowl six times. Um, yeah, that's that's a good guess. What was your other one? What was the other one you were thinking? Uh, of? I was gonna say the the other one actually was was gonna be wrong because I was gonna say well obviously it would have been wrong but I was gonna say that it seemed like a while back they were in the Holiday Bowl quite a few times and I know also that they were in the at Tampa Bowl that I changed names like three times so I couldn't even tell you what the names <laughs> were. But like, right. but yeah. So I, I, I would have been wrong. I'm glad I picked the right one. Yeah, you did pick I the right wrong. one. All right. So you got well, you got three out of you got three out of three. But remember, you know, the prizes will get better, assuming you will get more correct. Well, so but things are getting harder. So I'm pretty much just counting my counting my winnings and going home. <laughs> All right. So two more here. I don't care what you say. Two more. <laughs> All right. Under this coach, the Buckeyes won four straight games against the Wolverines in the 1930s by a combined score of 112 to nothing. Uh, so I'm supposed to know the coach? Is that what it is? Yes, yes. And there's a really, you know what, there's a really great picture of this guy wearing a, a, a cut-off tee, um, like a, a crop top thing. I don't know, not a crop top, but it's like, you know, one of those uh, tank tops. Okay, so my... And he's got, huh? my knowledge of the old-timey coaches is, is, is a little shaky, but I, I have... Two guys that I think it could be, and I'm going to okay. say um, Wes Fessler. Ooh, good guess, good guess, but it's not. It's Francis Schmidt. That was the other Francis one. So uh, yeah, so I, I I got it wrong. But. Well, that's all right. That's not that's not a bad guess. Ooh. All right, last one here. What's up? Nothing. I was just it was a sigh because I I I had two <laughs> in my mind and I went I got the right one the first time and the wrong one the second time. All right, well, I think you might get this one right. If You, you just got to think outside the box a little bit. Uh, this Ohio State alum said, when my time on earth is done and my activities here are past, I want, my cri- I, w- I want them to bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my ass. Who said this? Hmm. Again, think a little outside the box. Are you going to get? Can I get a a, a hint there, uh, Regis? Yes. Not not a football related athlete. Yeah, I was thinking that it wasn't football, but I was thinking my immediate thought was that this sounds familiar, and it sounds like it sounds like basketball. Okay. Um, but it would be too probably. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it, but I, I think it's probably wrong because I think it's probably too obvious. And I would say Bobby Knight. It is Bobby Knight. Oh. Well done. I would not play you like that, Michael Citro. That's four out of five. That's very well done. Hey. <laughs> so you you definitely deserve a prize. I will have to think of one uh, in the next week <laughs> and then tell you what it is. Prepare but I appreciate for this. you playing this game. I'm a little sad I can't punish you, but that's okay. Uh, but anyway, so I've asked you five questions. Yes. I think that's plenty. Oh, yeah. We're going to come back next week. We will have, you know, we'll have all kinds of recruitment uh, kind of topics and, and talk going on. I'm sure there'll be all kinds of crazy right, things going on. Our next one will record. Our next one will record the night before National Signing Day, and it will go live. That's right. It will go live on National Signing Day. That's right. So recruitment Eve, uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. So please tune in next week. It's going to be nuts. But until then, I'm John Ginner. I'm Michael Citro. See you guys. Peace.